1: zombies ate my podcast hello and welcome back to zombies ate my podcast this is the one and only place for you to tune in for zombie survival preparations i don't think that's true and we should certainly update this intro that seems to be a running gag uh when bob bob is not here bob is not here as you can tell ryan uh is here and and hosting lou is here uh to to give us some some commentary we just we're recording earlier than we normally would but later yes. than we scheduled because we got into a bit of a uh, a switch conversation.
0: Yeah, we got into a debate about video game consoles.
1: Yeah, and buying on day one, like no one, no one, like uh, no we, one
0: but Ryan should ever do it.
1: <laughs> I, I will say, uh, you know, people are probably thinking about this. Everybody knows the Switch is coming out on Friday. How could you not know? It's everywhere. Um, it's everywhere. If you're into video games, you've read about it uh but the thing is and and people who are listening to the sounds of our voice are probably interested in our opinion um if you want to hear more of my opinion you can l- go listen to the gamers in next week when we hopefully have switches in our hands but what i will say though is that no one no nor no normal person should be convinced by pre pre-launch coverage of a console to go buy a new console because you're never getting what you could get right now going out and buying a system that's been out for two years. Or, God forbid, if you happen to trip into the PC Master Race subreddit, wow, yeah, don't do that, because like, if you even mention that you're buying a new console, they'll be like, ah, did you know that your PC runs every game ever invented ever, and you could get it right now? It's like, just don't do that. Don't do that. What do you think, Lou?
0: I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah, PC master uh, the, race. I I I won't say I'm a member of the PC master race, but having a computer that plays most games now has made me drag and drag and drag my feet about getting a PlayStation 4. So,
1: yeah, and th- this is the thing: like, if you're buying a Switch, like like me and like my co-host on the Gamers Inn, Jocelyn Moffat, like you're going to be excited to play a new console. New hardware is always exciting it's not necessarily worth it, but it's an investment into the future. Like it's a gamble. It's a gamble against time in terms of like, I bought the 3ds at launch because I was convinced that this is going to be a a great system. And it was eventually a great system. That was a, a totally a smart decision, except for the fact that Nintendo dropped the price by what, like a hundred dollars six months later after it launched. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the gamble you have to make. Like if you're willing to pay the extra money to play it at launch, you have to determine like okay how long am i going to be comfortable paying full price before there's a price cut you know and with the xbox one i did not buy that at launch i'm a huge halo nerd but there was nothing there at launch that that really tickled my fancy i wanted to wait for halo 5 and i did and i got it. but a there deal. was
0: zombie content on xbox one at
1: launch there was they had,
0: they, they had the dead rising 3
1: yeah, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of Dead Rising. Uh, you can probably tell most of the people on the show aren't aren't too big on Dead Rising because Dead Rising 4 came and went. I don't think any of us uh, touched well, that. Well,
0: I didn't buy it for PC because it was a Windows 10 exclusive and I had to, couldn't buy it through Steam, but that's changing. In a few weeks,
1: it's going to show up on Steam. Really? Interesting. Yeah well uh that i'm you know it's been a long time since i played a zombie game and i know last week or last episode we talked about resident evil 7 a little bit and we were going to talk about that more once we've all had a chance to play the game and right now i'm sitting in a position where um horizon zero dawn is out and and that's a full price game uh Do I do I pick because I don't know if the switch is going to arrive on Friday because it's online orders. There's no telling, you know, one person at Canada Post is like, I don't feel like going out to that side of Peterborough. I think I'll wait until Monday. Then I don't have my switch for my long my faux long weekend that I've set up. Hey, do I get Resident Evil 7?
0: I'm going to tell you right now. Hmm. If Friday you find out your switch is not coming Mm -hmm. buy Resident Evil 7 and it will it will last you the whole weekend
1: yeah like i'm gonna buy horizon zero dawn eventually but it looks too similar to what i'm going to be doing eventually with legend of zelda on the switch but it would be nice to play resident evil 7 because again i like the resident evil franchise you personally have finished the game and are are really have really enjoyed it have you uh, have you dived into the free dlc that they've come out with so far i
0: have not um after i beat it i uninstalled it so i had room for other games and i figured that in a in a couple of months i'll download all the dlc and play it again cool yeah that's a good uh, idea so i will say screw that game and it's ma- ma- uh, madhouse mode
1: madhouse i don't know mode. if
0: I, I don't know if i will play the game on its hardest difficulty
1: madhouse so w- what do you uh, think madhouse does just kind of like limit the amount of uh... oh
0: i know exactly what madhouse does um madhouse there is a limited a number of saves uh, you have to find cassette tapes to save your game. They take up inventory slots. Wow. Uh, you have to. There's less ammo, more monsters, mm-hmm. and the monsters respawn. Ooh. So if you go, take up forever to go back to an area. Uh, there will definitely be... like When you play the game normally, when there's certain areas of the house where there were monsters and you kill them, Mm -hmm. only once or twice do you go back and there's a new monster. Almost almost every single time, the house is clear, so you can wander through that end of the house and look for supplies, look for things, and you're not in fear of being attacked. Uh, That is gone in Madhouse Mode. Um, In Madhouse Mode... Uh, you have less inventory slots you have to have save save thing uh things to save uh enemies take more bullets but you get less ammo um like it does not sound like a good a fun experience for me so
1: yeah it, it you know and i i will say that yeah i've never been one to play games on hard mode i just find like ratcheting up the difficulty to get like just to squeeze a little bit more out of you. Um, out of the game for for the price you put into it, I I find that just it's not my cup of tea because I hate I I love to be challenged by video games, but I hate to be punished by video games. It's it's why yes. I've been very vocal as someone who despises the Dark Souls franchise. And um, I, I will I also want to say that I'm r- really digging this uh, format change. For example, we're just kind of like shooting the shit at the beginning, like just because a game doesn't fit into news or a topic, we can just kind of like. Talk about it. It's nice. So uh, the free DLC, like, so there's free DLC for Resident Evil Six, and then there's paid DLC because there is a season pass, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I am. I was only planning on picking Uh, up the regular. As far
0: as I know, I believe the free DLC doesn't come out till the middle of March.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's and there's spoilers abound, so I won't say it here. But supposedly, the character in the DLC not a hero is featured in the main game momentarily uh and it is i I would assume a bit of a spoiler because it is it is a main a main character
0: uh i couldn't tell you okay so you're staying any i'm i've stayed completely oblivious except to know when the dlc is coming
1: out okay okay well i think that uh that's our video game chat and i i I, we will we will finalize that with the fact that yes buying new hardware at launch probably not the easiest point to defend but uh there's a lot going against you especially when it comes to launch because man just yeah but if anyone else is getting a switch on on day one and wants to have a discussion certainly write in we'll be happy to to hear your thoughts or you can do that on facebook or twitter we're always monitoring our survivors is that... Do we do that still? Do we pretend that we're a group of people helping each other out or... No, we don't. Okay. We, we still want to help people, but we don't pretend we as if... We abandoned
0: that a long time ago.
1: We don't pretend as if this is real. Okay, perfect. Uh, so let's get into the zombie news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. So first up in the news, it looks like we have our first photos and synopsis for *Fear the Walking Dead*. Lou, you you dropped this in here. You're a big fan of *Fear the Walking Dead*. You no, love I'm not. *Passages*. It's your favorite no, thing I, about I, *The Walking I, Dead*.
0: I haven't even watched *Passages*.
1: Oh right, because you don't watch it with commercials. Well, I can tell you right now, it's the worst thing about the commercial breaks. Uh, no, it's it's not terrible. It's just kind of like one minute at a time of people just being either stupid or bad. Mhm. Yeah. You
0: know? It uh, they didn't sell me on their airplane thing. They're not going to sell me on passage. Mhm. It's
1: interesting that the synopsis for for Fear the Walking Dead's return is focusing on the the US Mexico border and the fact that when countries fall apart in this post apocalyptic world, those borders become non-existent. Like international lines uh, done away with, following the world's end. I think that sounds awesome. Uh, something that they never really even talked about or, or broached in The Walking Dead. They're going to be focusing on and fear The Walking Dead for season three. Does that, I'm not trying to get excited. I'm easily excitable when it comes to written text about something that's not happening for another three months, i.e. See our conversation about the Nintendo Switch. But Do you feel a little bit of excitement for the return of Fear the Walking Dead?
0: I do. I got to say, you know, when we were watching Fear the Walking Dead this past season, I definitely enjoyed season two more than I enjoyed season one. Um, I felt like season one was zombie show by numbers. Like everything followed a stereotypical beat. And there was nothing unique or creative about season one. I got what they were doing and I thought, okay, season one is just set up for something they're going to show us cool in season two. And season two felt like this mixed bundle of ideas that by the second half of the season, I was kind of excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of let me down in those last episode or two. Um, yeah. And, and it, it and, fell and, apart and,
1: pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, the and, last few episodes.
0: And as soon as we, Uh, as soon as we got to the end of season three where there is a shootout at the u.s mexico border uh, my thought was oh they're going to get political on us and they're going to tell a story about those crazy texans and them guarding their border from the mexicans sneaking over with them zombies and it I, i i'm still worried that that's what we're going to get um but with this synopsis it says that Everybody is going to be reunited in the first few episodes, is what it sounds like. And if that's the case, I'm all in. Um, I think that I understood why they split us all up in the second half of season two, and that was okay. Um, I was expecting them to reunite us before the end of the season, and they didn't, and I feel like that was kind of a letdown. Uh, Because they left us under the guise of... They're not going to reunite everybody now, but in the first episode of the next season, they'll be reunited, and that was kind of what the, what the that vibe I got, and I think that is what we're going to get. So,
1: yeah, I, I I'm interested to see where they go from here because I, I I understand these are unique characters, these are new characters that they haven't had in The Walking Dead. I still don't feel like there's a character maybe besides Strand that kind of could evolve and then show up in the walking dead um, we're going to talk a bit of, more about like the new stuff that they're doing in the walking dead that that's not from the comics that they could easily take characters from fear the walking dead and port them over give them a reason to travel out that way but i don't know if fear the walking dead has really cemented itself as the best spin off that they could have done you know we were kind of hoping for a bit more from fear the walking dead and they just haven't delivered which is odd because it's not the same writing team, but it's certainly the same production team and it's Robert Kirkman. You'd think that he would be interested in having a spinoff that that fans can really get behind and I don't think we've gotten that yet and are we are we weird to think maybe season three could provide something like that like a solid spinoff? I'm fine with the show coming into its into its um some shows, shows take some. Some shows take three seasons
0: to get where they want them to go, and I'm hoping that that's what happens with Fear.
1: Sure,
0: but I'm not optimistic.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. But g-
0: I'm a but I'm a Debbie Downer anyway. So
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You just you're just uh, you you're just cautious. Let's go with cautious. I've
0: as someone that has been a fan of zombie content for the last for the last probably 30 years mm-hmm.
1: um i'm regularly let down so <laughs> so again you're cautious you're not you're not you're not you're not mean you're just cautious so i think uh yeah so the, we just wanted to do a smaller news bit that's an interesting piece of news fear the walking dead returns june which is a um did it come back in june last time i could have sworn it was april uh you're thinking of the mid-season
0: mid-season yeah because remember they did part of the summer then they took a break and then they came back in like the spring or something like that
1: Uh, no i think we're both i think we're both off target here because they did six because it's a shorter season right it's like it's 16 episodes oh so it's a full season yeah. I, I, anyways, uh, the return is June. Uh, we'll we'll get an update on when. Anyways, yeah, June. Look forward to it. It'll give you a, a couple months break after The Walking Dead. Um, I wanted to give a quick update on Ryan goes to the movies. I know that uh, a good portion of our extra life uh, fundage that we got, we raised a lot of money for sick kids uh, hospital, and I promised a, we promised a lot of things, uh, and we are still going to do those things. I've, I've just finished moving like a week ago. Uh, it's been super busy. Hey, Lou, did you think Resident Evil, the final chapter, would still be in theaters three weeks after release? No. Yeah, it's not. You're right. That would be an accurate thought to have. So Resident Evil, the final chapter, is no longer in theaters. I will rent it. Uh, I, will, I will definitely rent it the, the chance I get when it comes out. We will watch that. We'll have a poll up for future zombie content. Coming soon, um, and I'll probably play Zombies on a Plane at some point in the near future. I have my office set up. I have my computer for PC gaming set up. I'll record a little Zombies on a Plane, put it up on the YouTube, and I believe those were the uh, the final things for our Extra Life. And maybe Ryan goes to the movies. will return in a in a larger, in a weekly fashion soon. But uh, it's just been so crazy, and it's. It's awesome when this show has weekly content with The Walking Dead. So that's what we're going to talk about next, Lou. Let's jump into it. Definitely. So with The Walking Dead, we are two episodes that we're going to discuss tonight. Uh, I don't know why I linked the same one twice. but uh, Yeah, there. you
0: linked the same one twice, but if you click a button at the bottom, you get both, epi- both episodes.
1: Whoa. So, so
0: let's start with New Best Friends
1: yeah so this so at the end of the mid season premiere, which we all thought was an excellent episode, Rick is left smiling as he's surrounded with by people with weapons. This picks up right after that mid season finale, and is still-
0: that the mid season dude or
1: a mid-se- yeah mid season premiere no, right
0: no this was not the mid season premiere
1: no no, no, this picks up right after the mid season premiere does that not make sense <laughs> I broke Lou. I, I think you screwed
0: up, dude. What do you mean? Uh, we've had like three episodes that
1: we've covered. In the... Like mi- no. Three. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Okay. Lou, you're right. I apologize. We did cover two because it was... Uh, the mi- yeah. yeah, you're right. So what? They went a whole... Father
0: Gabriel went
1: missing. And this right. is where we... At the end of the last
0: episode rick gets surrounded by a group of scavengers and he's just smiling
1: wait do we have three episodes we need to cover no okay okay uh anyways new best friends now that we've sorted out see this is ryan's mind right now he's just so messed up with what's going on and he's talking in the third person he's still focused on you know the switch a little bit i'm gonna close some tabs here and we're gonna go back to the walking dead so the walking dead Uh, after being brought to where they live, which is a garbage dump, Rick is presented with what they're calling the scavengers. Uh, Father Gabriel has been kidnapped. That is uh, established. And basically, this is a new group of of, uh, survivors that aren't in the comic books and are being presented to us as a a new group. Um,
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were in the comic book or not, but I did not think they were.
1: They're not, no, they they I watched the I'm I still play Walking Dead, No Man's Land, and in the behind the scenes they confirmed that uh, yes, it uh, it is a new group. Now, I wanna I wanna get this out of the way. So the group is kind of like Mad Maxy very cultish.
0: Yes. And their leader, Jadis, is sort of seems more like a religious leader than a leader.
1: Now, to me, I'm just gonna throw this question out to you, Luke. Do you feel like it's been long enough for a group like this to sort of establish itself? Like to to come out surviving? Like this weird, cultish, religious, you know, they speak in sort of, not riddles, but just like soft tones and very simplistic. um,
0: Uh, In all honesty, I feel like this is the kind of thing that happens 30
1: years down the road, not four or five that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm totally feeling and i'm as i'm watching this and b- but then again like rick sees a tiger and is like whoa super surprised but then rick talks to, and rick is rick is reacting to the way jadis is speaking and the way the group is acting but almost in a way like he he sees like this is an opportunity you know this is these aren't like the wolves that are like savage these are this is a group of people who are clearly organized and 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 uh, you know look up to Jadis. He can take advantage of that organization uh, and and use their what appears to be uh, you know another group that's a little bit savage and kind of you know left to the elements. I, I think that's fine, but I don't know. It just seems like you're like you said, like a little rushed. Uh, in terms of the timeline, like it's only been what? I'm I wi- I'm willing three to years? forgive
0: it. I'm willing to forgive it if it adds an interest an interesting thing to the story. Uh, the question is, I don't know how interesting these guys are gonna be. Um, uh, so Rick ends up with them. Rick ends up in a debate with them, and their answer with Rick is, we will join you if you can pass our test. To which they throw him in a pit with a zombie covered in armor and sword and spikes. To which Rick kills it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they agree to uh, support them in exchange for guns and supplies. Which, you know,
1: any other group. Minus the whole, let's see if you're worthy and put you in a pit with, what do they call him? William? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: something, it's not William. It's something like William, though. It it, it Like Woodrow or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. It, it just seemed...
1: I, again, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing this because I actually liked this episode. I thought it was really well done, and and the the new group, you can kind of. I wouldn't fault Walking Dead for creating just another group like they did with the uh, Seaside people, where they just, I don't know, they're they're fishers because they're by the ocean and they have shacks that look like you would find them near a resort. You could see them creating another very simplistic, very easy to design and create group. But they went with the Garbage Dump People, which included a very elaborate set. And I love that. Like, that's the kind of spectacle, the kind of set piece that we need for this show to keep hey, it interesting. Uh, I think I lost you.
0: Uh, no, I had to mute my mic because oh. I have off. But no, I, I I agree. I think that this set piece is what we've needed. That um, this is another group that makes sense. Um, I think it's interesting that it seems like they have not had any interactions with the saviors yet. I'm curious to see how that runs goes down.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how how it all works out. Uh, it, it's in, it's. I think the group is interesting. I think I, I I question the fact like has have the saviors come across the junkyard people. I gotta say, it's it's interesting that Rick will just blindly come across these groups, but then but the saviors won't. Uh, mm-hmm. The saviors have to know that the garbage people, the garbage pale people, are out there, right? And the garbage pale people have to know who the saviors are. I just find it very weird. Like, they keep saying this is a big world, but they're not illustrating that? It doesn't look no, like it's a big I, world?
0: I, I, I agree. I almost get the vibe that these people might know who the Saviors are, and maybe they're keeping their mouth shut. They could be playing if, dumb. you know. To see if Rick can come through
1: with the guns. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I think that's a good point. And I mean... Basically how that whole thing ends is that he def- that he defeats, defeats Willem Dafoe, uh, and he says, guns and supplies. And she's like, yep, guns and supplies, then we'll help. And I guess they also kind of convince them by saying like, hey, if we beat the Saviors, you get to have a third of the stuff, you know, because they have lots of stuff. And I think that's also a good point. And they basically walk away feeling as though they've won but rosita doesn't agree now rosita is getting crazy eyes and i don't like it when characters get that are smarter although i some would argue rosita hasn't really been portrayed as a like she under pressure and under and, and when she's angry she kind of flies off the handle which i think is a bit unfair because i think she can she could be a smart character if they kind of wrote her that way um it just seems like well, she's, she's- She's becoming one note. She's flying off the handle. Yeah, exactly. And and she's she's just playing the crazy chick. And I, I don't think that's fair. I don't know why the show is is doing that. I, I mean, I know she's kind of like Abraham left her in a weird spot and then died. So that sucks. But I just feel like you're you're not giving her enough credit. Like she could be a bigger character. Exactly. Exactly. They're just pinning her to be this like weird and, uh, crazy chick they're and turning like
0: her that. into the new, new carol
1: yeah exactly which brings us to our next point is that carol uh shows up again and we get the daryl carol reunion which is right which i don't know which is
0: uh, richard teaches shows tells carol uh, tells daryl that he wants to go after the saviors because there's a showdown between uh, uh the saviors and the people from uh, the kingdom. And he tells Daryl that there's this woman in this house, and we're going to use her as bait to start a fight between the kingdom and the saviors. Mm-hmm. And then when Daryl realizes it's Carol, he says, No, we're not going to do that. And if anything happens to Carol, you're a dead man. Yeah. And they leave it at that. um And Richard has gone from a character I've been interested in to i now see him as a loose uh, a loose cannon and i also think that ezekiel is showing his weakness
1: oh daryl you think daryl's a loose cannon no richard oh richard oh yeah richard is definitely and and i agree you know king ezekiel isn't doing his best to be a king over these people like kind of letting richard fly off the handle like that is kind of like well not
0: only not only that but
1: (laughs) oof gotta get that cough under control uh, you know, like Richard obviously is lost a lot and King Ezekiel has kind of put him in his place a few times and removed him from coming to the savior drops. But I don't think King Ezekiel is ready to kind of give up this piece, you know, and
0: what the, the thing that kills me though, is that at this sign in their confrontation with the saviors, the, the saviors have made it perfectly clear that Ezekiel is a, second class citizen according to them doesn't matter how much supplies they give him they're going to ask for more mm-hmm. until it is half
1: exactly
0: and and uh, this is exactly what Rick warned them of and instead of them doing what they should do which is team up with Rick i think we're in for another episode or two where the kingdom gets pushed around by the saviors until ezekiel comes around
1: yeah that episode is certainly in our future and um i welcome it because i want more king ezekiel and one of the biggest points where this episode ends is daryl leaves for the hilltop which is kind of a dumb move because they've already proven that the saviors will come into hilltop and tear the place apart like daryl going to hilltop is putting them in danger him being at the kingdom is literally the best place for him even if he can't stand the fact that no one wants to fight you know, right. him going to Hilltop is like, yeah, I'm going to go prepare to fight. It's like, well, you guys aren't fighting like tomorrow. It's going to take a while. Uh, and, you know, if Rick is going for all these guns, do you feel like him going for those guns is basically Oceanside is going to come back into play?
0: Um, I think they are. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to end up having to go deal with the Oceanside people.
1: Mm hmm interesting well that episode what it sets up is not addressed in the next episode which is what we're going to we're going to discuss hostilities and calamities which is a eugene focused episode and Dwight, and Dwight, yes sorry that's a good point last we left these characters uh daryl had escaped which obviously is putting dwight in a little bit of a pickle and eugene has been kidnapped because uh he you know is able to make bullets so basically Uh, He is welcomed into the Savior's group as like, you're going to make all our stuff. You're our engineer. And this episode is showing his evolution from scared, going to wet my pants, to basically, "I'm I'm, I'm Negan. Yeah, we're Negan, you know. And I didn't like the episode as I was watching it. But the more I thought about it, I thought, kudos to AMC for having an episode that speeds through some stuff. Because you could clearly see them being tempted to do this episode over the course of four as like a small yeah. subset of a story. And they could easily do it, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, and the way they did this story is you don't know how long this took place. So this could take place over actually several episodes, but this storyline is condensed into one episode. So we may not have to see Dar- uh, uh, Eugene and um, uh, Dwight again for say another two or three episodes but when we do it could be caught up with what's happened at the end of this episode um so in this episode eugene is confronted by negan he's brought to the saviors the saviors give him a room they kind of treat him really well negan sends his wives to take care of uh, spend an (laughs) evening with
1: eugene which is really weird super weird that all that stuff was just really awkward really hard to watch and like the one the one wife's like do you want a massage and i'm almost like oh gosh you know don't 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 don't, eugene like just don't and and luckily he he pulled away in the most awkward eugene way anybody could Mm -hmm. and honestly if he if he did if they did do anything he would be fine and you know the wise would be the ones getting punished, punished. which you know we'll get back to later as, as this show as the point of this episode quickly begins to unfold but the eugene moment the eugene sort of evolving i think it brought me back to when he was introduced as that liar as like he said like i lie to survive and eugene is now placed in this perfect s- setup where he is now lying to survive. You know he's smart. He can do things, but you can still tell he's clearly lying to survive. Where he's he's telling he told off the one lady he was trying to get cold medicine to to make a, a pill for the for the wives who wanted to. Um, one of them wanted to commit suicide, so he's like, "Can you make me a pill?" Um, turned out later that you know he saw through that lie, but it was it was just interesting to see his 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 evolution. And once he realizes, like, "Oh, I don't have to be scared." With the saviors, because I'm useful and I'm needed. There's no one around that survived this long that's as smart as me. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I I enjoyed, I enjoyed it as I kept watching it, but the episode was tough to watch as it was going through because Eugene's just an awkward character. No, and-
0: exactly, and he's rarely a focus of an entire episode. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got with this episode, and it. And in the meantime. Uh, we get uh, Dwight's story where apparently while Daryl escaped, Dwight's uh, ex-wife ha- escaped Negan as well. And now Negan beats him up to, to – beats up Dwight thinking that Dwight had something to do with it and then obviously finds out he didn't. And then we get Dwight's back story line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and And it's nothing that we didn't already know and it should, sort of shows us how beat up dwight is and where dwight's character's going i still won't be sold if dwight
1: changes sides i you you, know, you won't be sold no uh you know i appreciated what they were trying to talk about with dwight and it's still hard to tell whether dwight is where he's going next like He could be becoming just a cold-blooded Negan Jr. who's just surviving by sheer force, and we saw that when he took out the Doctor. Um, Basically realizing that, oh, the Saviors have two Doctors, so I can clearly throw this Doctor under the bus who keeps saying things out of turn whenever I go for a checkup. Like, dude, don't talk about my... still my wife, but not really because it's Negan's wife, which is weird because Negan has seven of them. Uh, And... Basically, well, throws him under the bus, gets Negan to throw him into the furnace, which I was like, "You're not going to do that to the doctor." Why are you doing that to the doctor? And then they basically confirm that there's two doctors. Yeah, <laughs> which is still probably not something you want to do. Just a little advice to anybody out there in the post-apocalyptic yeah, you, you, you world. you want more do than that. one doc. You want more than one doctor. Yeah, people don't get sick one at a time. People and, and clearly, uh, when Negan's handing out punishment, people don't get one iron to the face at a time it's usually every once in a while so you're gonna want to want a few of those but still made sense because dwight was so dwight is so loyal to negan and or at least negan thinks that but or or knows that for that matter we don't even know he's so loyal and it's so hard to build like like someone like that because it's tough it takes work to break someone like that and and Dwight is almost irreplaceable at this point because he's just so loyal and so useful and just so right. cold. Like, man, he's cold. Whether he's acting that way or not, like, it's just, man, he's so cold. And I thought it was going to pan when he was at the house. He goes to the house, which was clearly uh, his and, and Sherry's. I thought it was going to pan over and we were going to see that Sherry had committed suicide, but that wasn't the case uh she's no just i don't think
0: it, i don't think we've seen an end of her mm-hmm. i think she's i think she will return and i think she's going to end up with one of the other groups
1: yeah i think that's right i, I think basically i bet you any money daryl finds her and brings her to the hilltop uh i don't know what sort of value well i shouldn't say i that. have a
0: funny feeling she's going to end up in the kingdom
1: yeah and I was going to say, I don't know what kind of value she'd have, but considering she was probably Negan's favorite wife, she would probably know a lot of things about him that could be useful. Useful, yeah. So slowly the show is working towards the all-out war storyline, which is basically it like, is.
0: And, and 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 Eugene also helps them fortify their gate. He tells them that they can melt down slagged metal and use it to basically hold the zombies together so that they don't fall apart as fast
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh which i don't know if that would really work
1: that was convincing uh, enough for negan i suppose
0: yeah like like i don't know if it would work as as, as well as uh as well as he sh- stated it would um it might work temporarily i don't know if it would work as a permanent solution um but at the end of our episode, we're left with Eugene and Dwight standing over a balcony overseeing the idea of Eugene's to slag away the zombies with molten metal so that there's fixed uh, guard points. And both of them talk about, yep, we are Negan. Yep, yeah. I guess we're Negan. First and- they talk
1: about, like, "How's your how's your penis? <laughs> like... They talk, they have a bit where they talk about the fact that he bit him and kind of like half apologized, I think. Yeah. And yeah, like we're, yeah, I'm Negan. It's like, yep, we're Negan. Yep. And it's, uh, do you feel like maybe if Dwight were to change sides, Eugene would be someone he tries to get closer to?
0: Uh, I think that that's coming uh i think eugene is buying time i think as soon as eugene gets uh the ability to help rick and them again Mm -hmm. uh i don't think eugene is is uh i don't think eugene is going to double cross rick i will be very surprised if he does in the end oh no he's Um, not he's
1: i i i honestly believe that eugene's just doing what he needs to do to survive because if yeah if if he if he wanted to be all strong and say like nope I'm not going to do that for you. You'd just be killed, you know. Yeah. So he knows that he's not. He's not stupid. He's not going to pull a Daryl and get all strong headed. Yeah. And and really, Negan wouldn't kill him. He'd just kill some innocent in front of him. We know. Yeah. Like he's not stupid. He knows how he's going to react. So, yeah, I think Eugene is just playing his cards the way he needs to play them to stay alive. And the the closer and the higher up he gets with Negan, like, and he knows, like, the the, the episode ends with him him saying to the wives who asked for the, the, the killer pill, the poison pill, it's like, you wanted two of them because you wanted to poison Negan. You told me Amber's weight was 120 because Negan weighs 240. You're just going to double it and poison him. And he realizes that if I give you these pills and he dies, I'm going to get blamed and I'm yeah. going to be dead. Like, I can't survive with a poison pill. Like, I can't even leave the compound yet. So now is not the time to do that he's playing his cards right he's slowly waiting and i think there will be a moment where he'll he'll he's gonna play a part in what goes down i have a a strong feeling that he will play a a big part in that
0: yeah i th- I, I i agree
1: cool well i i think that pretty much wraps up the last two episodes some good discussion we look forward to bob's uh bob's uh opinions on the episodes when he returns hopefully next week Uh, just having a bit of bit of work shuffle so uh hopefully he'll be back but uh aside from that let's uh round out the show with a little bit of listener feedback david via our our facebook page facebook.com slash zombies ate my podcast sent us a link Uh, accompanied with the fine message saying i love having good studios and names behind a project keep the hope keeping the hope alive for a good movie now the movie he's talking about is a jj abrams produced bad robot film that seemed to be maybe making a world war ii zombie movie uh, possibly yeah possibly it's uh called or codenamed overlord uh it's possibly maybe the 2018 cloverfield movie um but uh it follows american paratroopers who land just outside normandy on d-day their job is to knock out german communications instead they run into some zombie experiments um this is all up in the air right now it's not really confirmed quite yet but it's all pretty much speculation but man it's this could be great jj abrams produced bad robot film I, i personally i loved 10 cloverfield lane i thought it was great um i also really love Uh, Cloverfield. (laughs) So what do you think, Lou? Uh,
0: If this is what we're going to get, if I'm all in for anything that is zombie related, uh, World War II or uh, bad robot in general, I'm a big fan of JJ Abrams stuff. Not all of his films are amazing or anything, but they always do something interesting. So if they're going to take on any kind of zombie related thing, I think we're in for something different.
1: Hmm okay well hopefully uh jj abrams can deliver and we finally get a solid zombie movie in theaters because it's been a while so yeah that's gonna do it for zombies ain't podcast uh lou thank you very much for joining me uh it's been fantastic to record this early i feel so spry i feel so uh-huh. awake. we're
0: not half asleep yeah
1: yeah uh but uh y- y- look forward to more zombies in podcast goodness and if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash zombies Ape podcast it goes right into the show to make it even better uh so thank you very much to our patrons uh, and hopefully you would uh, think about joining them. Um, you can find more of our content at ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. Email us, like uh, some folks in the past have done, info at ZombiesAteMyPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You'll find all the links on our website. You can follow myself on Twitter at R. Murphy, lose at BusyZombieLord, and Bob is at f. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his stuff at JoelDuggan.com. Lou, I will leave the final words to you, your final words of wisdom in a pre-Switch world. What do you got for me? Don't buy
0: a Switch. Let Ryan be the guinea pig. (laughs)
1: Uh, Perfect. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.